0: gender roles, or one of Nick's elaborate, obscure jokes. Neither of them was in evidence among the crowd. Or your bridesmaids, for that matter, Jean observed, meaning Carmen's sister Alice, Matt's sister Maud. Many lost siblings tonight. Carmen entered the farmhouse by the back door into the kitchen, which at the moment was vacant of humans, going about a life of its own an ancient refrigerator emitted a low, steady buzz. The pump spigot dripped into a sink whose original porcelain was, in a circle around the drain, worn down to the iron beneath. A fat fly idled around the open window amid dangling pieces of stained glass. The room sighed out its own smell, a blend of burnt wood and wet clay. Trace elements of blackstrap molasses, tahini, apples, and dirty socks were also in the mix. She passed through the living room with its brick-and-board bookshelves, walls filled with paintings by Alice and the other painters who lived here. In the corner, a giant wood stove hulked. The house had no central heating. The only undisguised piece of furniture was a ruby-red velvet sofa from the 1930s, left by some distant previous tenants. Everything else had been brought up from city apartments, cheap, rickety furniture draped with feed-sack quilts a coffee table littered with seeds and rolling papers and a stagnant bong. She headed up the stairs. Alice was going to have to pull herself together, get herself outside, get her feet back on solid ground. She knew that. Instead, she was lingering in surprising circumstances, having been dragged out of the ordinary progress of life into a hurtling and, of course, sexual detour which accounted for her not properly participating in her sister's wedding reception, not living up to her duties as maid of honor, particularly, currently, not doing the Mexican hat dance, whose ridiculously peppy melody drifted up from the dance floor through the screen of her bedroom window, audible, in spite of the giant box fan wobbling on the floor. Rather, she found herself naked, face down on her bed, pinned beneath the groom's sister. So far, this was the best moment of her life. Draped over the edge of the bed, she looked down at the abandoned clothes. The parachute pants and slinky silk tops she and Maud bought together a couple of weeks ago, the day they met as bridesmaids, lay in a shimmering clutter on the plank floor. They hadn't seen each other again until this afternoon, when they walked together down the pedal path, then stood side by side witnessing the ceremony. When Maud's bare arm brushed against Alice's for the third time, Alice decided not to take it as an accident. And now, with a few intermediate steps, they had arrived exactly here. The evening was nearly as hot as the day it had come out of. The box fan had been running on high and was angled toward the bed, but still both of them were slick with sweat also a little surprised to find themselves in their current situation. Still, neither blamed it on this stunning weed they smoked just before the ceremony. Something had happened. They just weren't sure what. We should probably get back out there, Maud said this, but in an unconvincing voice and without making a move to go anywhere. I don't know what to say about this, Alice said. Maud was cupping Alice's buttocks and had worked her fingertips lightly between Alice's legs, teasing. It could just be a one-wedding stand. While the fingers slid in, then out, Alice asked, Could you stay over tonight? I have a shoot tomorrow afternoon in the city. Maud was in nursing school, but was also a model for fields. Carmen had shown Alice a brochure. In it, Maud's hair was puffed and sprayed into a housewife helmet. The problem, according to Carmen, was that Maud was too gorgeous for a department store. They had to suppress her wild looks, tamper down to pleasant and purchase-inducing. Then they could prop her next to coffee makers and bathroom vanities in small print dresses, quilted robes. In this particular moment, Alice didn't think she could ever get enough of her, she lay very still, listening for a rejection and Maud's excuse, but all she could hear were the soundless fingers. Then Maud said, Maybe you could come back to the city with me.